Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Hello and welcome to Bitch, Bitch and Bitch, the podcast that is going to help you complain effectively. In this world where we're having rising prices, some of the larger companies are taking advantage of us. And what we want to do in this podcast, telling you actual stories that we have experienced of how to get the compensation and the money that you deserve. So I'd like to introduce my friend and colleague, Steve Friedman. And Steve has got a particular test case that we're going to discuss. It's an energy company. And, you know, this is very relevant at the present moment because the bills are going up. And what we want to do is to introduce a number of golden rules that we found are very effective as a structure and a framework when we have to take on these large companies. So, Steve, hello and welcome to you. It's great to speak to you. Hello, Dexter. How are you doing today? Very good, thank you. Good. Well, um, we were talking before that we have this um, particular power company. Um, I'd love to mention their names, but it is one of the, the, the big ones. Um, and you've had this recent experience. And what I want to do before I ask you to, to take us through the situation, I just want to um, give us some of the frameworks, some of these golden rules before we even get on the call with these companies. And there are six before m even making the call. So the first is know your facts. Absolutely. Right. Write them down. Get the names and dates if there is a previous contact, uh, if there are emails or voice messages, or you've issued a complaint on the website, because often that's that's the first stage. Then know the professional body that governs the organization that you are talking to. Um, it also helps to know what their customer service charter is. And that's quite easy. You just go on their website and you can see the, the publicity that, that they're making. Um, and then time the call. So, Steve, over to you. Give us a framework for what, what actually happened. Well, this has actually happened this week. And I hate, as everyone else does, getting bills from large utilities. But experience has told me that you need to look at those bills very, very carefully because more often than not, there is one form or another of an error. So the bill arrived this week, which was for my gas and electricity. Now, I was rather lucky because I was on a two-year fixed contract, which ended on the 23rd of March. So as everyone knows, I switched from what was a much lower rate to unfortunately a very, very high rate, which is what everyone is paying at the moment. Can you give us, put that in context, what, what was the original kilowatt rate that you were paying? The original kilowatt rate I was paying was something like... Steve is actually... 16.35p per unit on a fixed charge. Tell us again, 16.3 on a fixed rate. 16.35 on a fixed charge. Right. And that now has gone up to... Um, well, it should have gone up to something like 40... 
to sorry i'm going to find this dexter we'll have to Oh, you, you carry on. I mean, this is live. It should have gone up to 48.93p per kilowatt. Right. So this is where yeah. the problem started. So, so take us through that. So I looked at the bill and I thought, OK, I know it's gone up. And then when I looked at my bill further, it said next flex 22nd of March to 31st of March. And it was charging me 65.3 kilowatt per hour. Wow. And I'm scratching my head and going, I don't understand this. Because on the left-hand side of the bill, it was quoting that. And on the right-hand side, it was telling me my tariff was 48.93 per kilowatt hour. So on the actual bill, the, the costing it was showing this much higher rate, this 64, whatever it is. Um, but then on the other side of the sheet, it's quoting what the actual kilowatt rate is, a, a 48p something. Okay, Absolutely right. right. Now, as this is going out to people, the first question I would say is, how many people look at their bill in detail? Most of these utilities depend on people just raising their hands saying it's so much or they don't understand the way the bill is set out that they miss this. Then 10 days later, because they put another section in, the amount went back down to the 48. So we're looking at 10 days where that seemed to be significantly overcharging. Hmm. And what's the rationale behind that? Or is there no rationale behind that? Well, I will tell you. So what I did using the key rules is I looked at my facts and I phoned them up. Um, I never, ever try and do something via a website. Right. I always like to speak to human beings because, number one, depending on how you treat them, they can get to the facts far more than artificial intelligence on a website. Okay, now I'm so, going to stop you just for a second there, because now we're into the actual second level of these golden rules, um, and, and we've determined that it's called making the um, initial call. Um, and the important thing here is we know most of these companies, because they tell us that these calls are recorded, um, there is no harm provided that we tell them that the, it is being recorded, that we can similarly do that. But you, you've made the first point that the key here is be friendly. Start the conversation, never swear or raise your voice. So, OK, that, that's the first go golden rule. Be friendly. Let's take it on from there. So I make the telephone call. And as with every large utility, the first thing you get is we are exceptionally busy at the moment. Um, due to the number of calls we're currently receiving, please bear with us. You can contact us on our website, but if you wish to hold on, it might take some time to answer. And believe it or not, within two and a half minutes, someone who we shall call Jade answered the telephone. Right. OK, so you the, you were already uh, quids in here because you know, it, it was only a short period of time before you connected. Great. And she was obviously trained properly because she said, hello, my name is Jade. How can I help you? 
Great. And I said, hi, Jade, how are you today? So I didn't talk about the bill or anything, first of all. I wanted to establish a relationship with Jade. And she said, I'm fine, thank you. And I said, are you working from home today? Yes. So we did that. And I said, Jade, I need your help. I am confused. I'm. You can call me confused of, and I gave my geographical location. And she went, oh, how can I help you? Okay, and let, we me, went through let me stop you again then. Let me stop you because we're into the second of these golden rules when you're actually speaking to somebody is to get their name. Uh, if possible, understand their role because they may just be complaints handlers um, or they may have some authority. So that, that's what we need to do. Um, you um, gave them your location. They would know that. And, and just for the purpose of this podcast, your location is um, northwest London. In fact, it's in into Hertfordshire, isn't it? So, so Correct. that we can say. Um, and what you have done, you started very friendly and you've asked them for, for help. So uh, already you're creating a relationship with the person you're speaking to. Did you find out where, where they actually are speaking from? Because some, you, yes. you say that that's a benefit as well. Absolutely. Where and we had a nice little chat, first of all. Right. Did and she you... had a dog. <laughs> so so you, got, you got personal, which is great. Yep. And to me, there... it's very, very important to get people on your side straight yeah. away. Yeah. Was there an um, accent that you could uh, pick up on? Because that's not all... really. Okay, right. That's that's one of the other things. If you know it's a Scottish and Irish accent or whatever, um, oh, they know where they are as well. Okay, carry on. So, for instance, just to go a little bit further, I know that if I speak to Vodafone, normally I'm speaking to Egypt. Right. Or we do that. So, you can, so if I'm speaking to a certain telephone company, which provides mobile phone services, I know normally I'm speaking to Cairo in Egypt. And I actually ask them if I'm speaking to Cairo. And they say, yes, that's right. And then I tell them I visited Cairo. And you get a totally different attitude from them before you even start. Right. And if I'm speaking to an Indian call centre, I speak to them about cricket. Mm. And it's all about getting people on your side because you want them to go that extra mile for you. Well, that's our rule four, isn't it? Get them on side, even to the extent of what what's the weather like where they are, perhaps what even team they support. And, you know, now um, there are so many female teams as well as male teams. And so never, ever think that um, they're not supporters of some team, rugby or otherwise. Right. Carry on. Absolutely. So we've got because number four. Okay. I take the view that if I want something solved, it's much better to be nice than horrible. And it's much better to establish a relationship, if you can, yeah. rather than dealing with in a pure, cold, hard way. Right. So um, I explained the situation to her. Great. And she said, that's odd. I've not heard of that one before. Let me look up your account. And she went into the account and she said, I can't see anything wrong because the tariff for those 10 days was 65 point such and such P and then we reduced it. I said to her, that might have been the case, but if you look at the left-hand side of your bill, you're telling me that that tariff was much lower. And she went, I'm going to look again. 
And she looked at her computer and said, hang on, I'm just going to go backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. She said, I don't understand that. You're right. Mm. It's actually saying on the bill what you're telling me. She said, I've never come across this before. And I said, I think there's a bit of an error here. I didn't use the word error. I actually used the words cock up and we just laughed about it because we had such. And I said, look, this bill, as far as I'm concerned, is not only incorrect, it's fraudulent. Because you're telling me a tariff on the right hand side is at one rate and you're charging another rate. Oh, isn't now, that interesting? You're you're using words that actually put the f- fear of God into organizations like this. Um, and now, that, that's very useful to know. And I said, not only do I think there's a fundamental error here, but you're not allowed under Ofgen rules to produce an invoice like this, which you knowingly, which is knowingly incorrect. But what's worse is if you've done this to me, you've probably done this to everyone you sent a bill out to. Wow. And she went, oh. And then there's what we describe as a pause. <laughs> and she said, after this phone call, I have to get on to head office. And I said, yes. Now let's deal with my case. And I said, well, there's two things. Not only do I want a sum to correct the amount which you've charged, which you're not entitled to charge because there's misinformation on the other side of the page. But I would like compensation because I shouldn't be having to tell your company how to issue its invoices. Wow. And she stopped. What was her reaction to that? And then there was a sharp intake of breath from her. And this is the time when you, as the person on the phone, you don't say anything. You make someone feel a little bit uncomfortable at that stage by just keeping quiet. You know, you know there is a rule. It's called stafu. You know what stafu mm-hmm. stands for? Shut the... And let them... <laughs> yeah. That's the time to do it. Right. And she said, do you know, Steve, because it was first name terms, you are perfectly correct. I'm going to see how much I can give you as compensation because you're entitled to it. Wow. And we agreed an amount of compensation. And I said, I've got only one other thing, Jade, because you've been absolutely superb and it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. I'd like you to send me that confirmation within 24 hours. She said, no, 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 I'm doing it now. I'm resending the bill and you will see an additional credit note for the compensation we've agreed. And she said, and now I'm actually going to contact head office. Because you've uh, struck absolute fear into her because, as you've said before, the action that they have taken, and if this is a major company, is fraudulent. Um, Okay. Not intentionally fraudulent, and we can talk about that in a minute. So I said, thank you very much. I'm just going to make a note of our telephone call and the time so we're all aware of it. Okay, I'm going to ask you to pause just a second because we're now into the latter part of these golden rules, and I'm going to go back on a couple of them. Um, 
you said very early on, um, I have a problem. Um, I hope you can help. So already it's not being pushy. It's asking for their cooperation. You are, you've stated the complaint um, in a very concise and measured way. And that's the key here always, isn't it? To be friendly, but to know your facts. Um, and what we've just talked about is um, logging the complaint. One of the things that we've talked about before is, is perhaps asking them, if it's, there's a little bit of pushback, is how would you feel if this happened to you? In this particular instance, you didn't need to say that. But it is worthwhile noting that if you've got on with them, then you can say that. And, and they really have to think about how they would be. So you've logged the complaint. You've got the reference number. Um, you know the, the name of the individual that you're speaking to. And what you've just laid out, which I think is very important for us all to know, is that you've offered clear and specific next steps. Um, here, you don't need to know when they're going to come back to you because she is dealing with it immediately. Um, but if that is a case where they need to go off and find out further information, you need to know who's going to come back to you, the names, dates, their position, and actually to agree that timetable. In this particular instance, as you say, it didn't happen. So compensation is due to you and a credit has been, already been issued. Take us further Dexter, forward. Dexter, if I'm dealing with someone who is not as cooperative and not as professional as Jade was, mm -hmm then I will always use, how would you feel if you were in my position? Right. I would call that stage two of dealing with someone. This, I was dealing with someone who was highly professional and properly trained, mm -hmm. which is actually very rare today, if you want an honest answer. And after we'd agreed everything, I told her that it was a pleasure dealing with her because I felt she was highly professional. Right. Right. And I wish all customer service people were more like her. And she was absolutely chuffed by that because I complimented. So this is someone who wanted to cooperate once she was presented with the facts. She knew that there was no way that I was incorrect and she realised that there was a mistake and openly admitted it and dealt with it. Hmm. Right. But I still, because I'm such an untrusting person, <laughs> I still made a note of the name, the agreed amount and the time just in case it didn't happen, but it did happen straight away. So this was a highly successful one. As you and I know, um, I get involved in quite a lot of complaints professionally mm -hmm. on occasions, mm -hmm. and some are much, much tougher nuts to crack, especially when you don't have someone as well-trained as Jade was. Obviously. The big problem here is that the person who or the people who programmed these invoices, one department didn't speak to another department, and they acted in isolation. And then the biggest thing with utilities is there was no one to check anything to make sure it made sense, and it clearly didn't make sense. But to this particular utility, they could have and probably have, unknowing to them, unknowing to a lot of people, defrauded a lot of people without even realizing it and we know because of what we've seen recently ofcom are very very hot off gem off gem sorry thank you off gem ofcom is another one we can talk about because i've had experience with bt on that 
Um, but as you say, Ofgem are very hot and recently have fined um, a number of companies for misleading us. But here, it was it's strangely, isn't it? It wasn't even intentional. So um, you've picked up on this. You've informed them. This is obviously struck fear and trepidation into them. So let's encapsulate for us what we need to do when we get these utility bills in, be it um, Ofgem, Ofcom, who, whoever is the governing body, what, what's your advice to us? The first thing is look very, very, very thoroughly at the bill. These bills are almost designed to confuse you. And unless you look at them and you actually analyse what's on them, there could well be a major mistake. And here there was an unintentional, and it was unintentional, major mistake. That's the first thing you do. And if you are unhappy, phone them up, get the name, take note, take actions. Now, sometimes you get very, very, very untrained customer service agents who will use the excuse that you are being rude to you, rude to them, and put the phone down, because that's an easy get out. And they're hoping that you won't phone that utility back again. You phone that utility back again. This is your money, which you worked really hard for. Mm -hmm. It is not for someone to try and take your hard earnings away from you by providing lack of a service on their side. Right. So be persistent. Good. Um, this was a nice case. This was a good case. This was a good result, which was resolved very, very quickly. Um, Steve and I will be speaking again about other cases where there are two other um if you like, elements to the golden rules. Um, this is about the follow-up calls and how you need to record that and the different rules there. Um, and at this point, maybe you have to be Mr. or Mrs. Nasty. Um, and then um, when calls actually lead nowhere, there is an element of that that we can discuss. But it's been a very satisfying conversation, Steve. It's obviously a satisfying result. Um, and I hope our listeners have gained some benefits from when you have that kind of interaction. Um, but we will be speaking about other major organizations, Virgin um, and various other, as I said before, BT, um, where there will be very interesting case studies which carry on beyond um, what we've talked about today. So thank one you. Other thing, one other thing I would like to add. Sorry, Dave. Yes. Carry on. Never take no for an answer. It is much easier for a customer service agent to say no because they can't be bothered or they don't know the facts or they're having a bad day. But at the end of the day, this is your case. Don't take no for an answer. Yeah. And the reality is that when you do not take no for an answer, the one thing, especially these larger companies, they hate to have an open file. Their whole rationale is to close the file as quickly as possible. Our job is to keep that file open 
and be just a little bit of sand which aggravates them. So, Steve, once again, thank you very much for a very interesting test case. I know that's been very useful to our listeners. And uh, we, we'd like to speak to people who have gone through these situations because this whole rationale behind the podcast is to help you get the money that you need and deserve and not sitting in these larger organizations' pockets. So thanks for listening. We'll speak to you again very soon. Take care.